Hey, this is Drew Blackston, founder of Anchor Movement. Together with my wife, Valerie, we want to invite you to join us on our podcast as we discover more of God together. We founded Anchor Movement on Hebrews 619, which says we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. We hope this message drops an anchor into your soul and propels you towards the destiny that God has for you. If our message inspires you, we encourage you to rate and share with your friends and family. Thank you for tuning in to today's Anchor Movement Podcast. Enjoy the message. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Anchor Movement Podcast. My name is Drew Blackson, and today I want to take a little different route than we normally have on our podcast. And, you know, we usually I have something prepared and, you know, I've written out notes and points. And But today I just wanted to really kind of hone in on a on a topic that I talked about in a blog post recently. If you've not gone to our website, anchormovement.com, um, we have a blog that we put out about twice a month, sometimes three times. And you can go on our website and you can actually sign up to get those blog posts or get alerts of when those are posted. But I'd written something um, about two weeks ago and I called it, This Isn't My Weight to Carry. And it was, it was kind of a, a testimony of how God has brought me through the last 10 years and, and what my life looked like 10 years ago and some of the responsibilities I carried then. And, and you know, as my life developed over the last 10 years, you know, I went through a breakup and then I, I met Valerie and then we got married and had kids and, and I built a, a thriving business with my family and, you know, just a lot of things we moved uh, I feel like I've moved five, or I have moved five times in the last 10 years. There's just a lot of weight that I felt like had been put on my shoulders and responsibility with the kids and a wife and a business. And, you know, it was just this kind of testimony of God really sitting me down and saying, Drew, this is not your weight to carry anymore. You know, I've given you so many blessings and, and I, I've given you you know, a wonderful wife and two beautiful kids and, and a great family and a great extended family and a, and a job and, you know, a, a career that that seems to work in and out of recessions. And, you know, just life is, is in a good place. That doesn't mean that we haven't had difficulties and trials, but, you know, I look at my life and I think God has been really good, but I was loading up all this weight and it was just God saying, you know, take take a minute to just reflect on really what, you know, your life looks like now and in the last 10 years and, and where you're at. And came from Matthew um, 11, uh, where Jesus was kind of teaching his disciples and, and going in and out of calling out some people, but then teaching at the same time. And it's just God's kind of saying to me, you know, this isn't your weight to carry. You know, your life is not your weight to carry. And you know, before I did this podcast, um, I was talking to a gentleman on the phone who's who's much older than me. He's actually going to be 67 this year and just kind of reminiscing about, you know, the past and, and where we're at today and, you know, just talking about how tired we are from, from work and from, from doing things. And, you know, it kind of brought back this to my memory, this, this post that I've written and I just said, you know, hey, this isn't my weight to carry. And, you know, and, and this we were talking on the, I was talking on this phone this guy and he was talking about all the responsibilities that he felt like he faced and you know when you're in like the 
third part of your life, you know, you're, you're thinking about, especially here in America, we're thinking more about retirement and enjoying times with our, our spouse and our grandkids. And, you know, he loaded up more responsibility and, and, and was really feeling just kind of worn out and tired from that. And, you know, we talked about it and, you know, and, and it's not that what he was doing was bad. It wasn't like he was adding things to his life that weren't improving, <clears throat> you know, his life or the lives of others. But, you know, it was just really taking a toll on his body and, and on his mental state. And, you know, and, and I just, you know, I asked him, I said, is, is this really what you foresaw yourself, you know, being like in this third part of your life where, where you were kind of heading into not necessarily you know, sunset like death, but where you were heading into where you've worked really hard and it's kind of time to, you know, enjoy that, that fruit of your labor to say, it doesn't mean you retire and quit. You know, I like the saying you retire and, and refire or, you know, go do something else. And, you know, he just kind of was like, you know, he just felt like he had to do this for, for, for people. And I, and I just kind of started talking about, I said, you know, this is just not, it's not your weight to carry. I said, you know, God really, you know, opened up to me um, a couple months ago. He said, you know, your your main focus should be your relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So that's our first, you know, main focus. And then for me, it's it's God, and then it's my family. And then third, it's my career or job or whatever. That Even the ministry that we're doing right now comes below God and my family, because the responsibility that God has given me is, is the relationship that we have together. It's tending that relationship. It's, it's waking up in the morning and spending time with God and, and recognizing Him throughout my day and leaning on Him in, in everything that I need, whether it's, you know, trying to figure out what I want to order at the restaurant or, you know, leaning on Him on, you know, something that's a big decision in my life. I mean, I, 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 for me, I'm kind of an obsessive guy when it comes to, to anything. Um, you know, I don't do things, you know, I'm the kind of guy that goes to the mall. And if I find a shirt I like, then I buy it in like seven different colors. You know, that's how I am. I'm really very, I don't want to say obsessive compulsive, but I just really like to, um, you know, attack something with a passion, and my relationship with the Lord is, is not any different. You know, I really attack that with a, with a passion, and 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 I'm kind of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to have this relationship with God, I'm not going to leave Him out in any area of my life. And so, you know, God was talking to me. He said, okay, that's your main responsibility. That's your main focus. And the second's your family. You know, your wife, your kids. Those are the two things that I want you focusing on. The other stuff will take care of itself. And, you know, I was kind of talking to this, this older guy about this, and, and we were just kind of reminiscing about that and where God had brought us and, and, and all that. And, you know, I talked to him about Matthew 11, you know, in verse 28. It says, and, and this is the King James Version, so I'm, I kind of, I'm going to put some these and thous in there to you. But I, I like the King James. It's kind of poetic. Um, I was never an academic type guy going to, <laughs> school C's get degrees, and so I am a um, I am a testament to that. But I like the King James because uh, it makes me feel smart. But uh, Jesus is talking here, and he says, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden." 
is light. And, and, and what I love about that scripture there is what Jesus says. He says, learn of me. You know, another translation, the New Living Translation says it like this. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you'll find rest for your souls. And, and it's kind of like, I love that, like Jesus saying, let me teach you how to live this life. Let me show you what it's like to not carry the burden of what this life has to offer. And I think we can all, you know, if we think about, you know, we think about our lives, we think about the responsibilities we have, um, you know, social media, family pressure, getting into college, you know, for me was, was a big thing. And then, you know, picking out your major, like, what are you going to do? It's almost like, I feel like today I got two little kids and it's almost like they start these kids at at kindergarten and say, okay, you got to start preparing for college now. You know, we forget these kids are like five and six years old and they just want to go play, you know, play on the playground. And we're like trying to push them into, to academia and, and make them this, you know, college bound doctor or whatever. And in reality, you know, we're ruining their lives because we're loading them up at six years old you know, with this pressure of, of, of academics, uh, I think I read a study you know, a couple months ago that talked about there's the, the kids today, like high school kids today, um, have the stress levels of patients who are, who are in, in insane asylums in the 1950s and 60s. And to me, that just blows my mind that, you know, we're allowing kids, you know, people that are just kids um, to have all this pressure. They're on all these antidepressants. I mean, we go to the doctor and, you know, the doctor hands out antidepressants like it's, you know, candy. And, and, and listen, I'm not against medication, nor, nor am I against doctors. I mean, if you've read any of our blog posts or listened to our podcast, I'm a big believer in doctors. Luke, who wrote the gospel that, you know, his name is on and the book of Acts, he was a doctor, and, and so I'm a big believer in doctors and, and you know, medication. And, you know, if you're sick, take a Tylenol. Um, but, you know, we're, we instead of getting to the root of the problem, you know, we just try to mask it with medication. And, you know, for me, it was like 10 years of building this stress and this, okay, I've got to provide for my family. I've got to make sure that I make enough money. I've got to make sure that... You know, there's enough money in our 401k so that when we retire, we can make sure we don't ever run out of money and we're not a burden on our kids. And, you know, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm bringing in a certain amount. You know, for me, it's money. I'm, I'm kind of that's where God really works on me is trusting him with money. And that's kind of where I built all this stress. I said, OK, all these things, all this stuff, I want to make sure my kids have the nice things or, you know, and, and I was putting all this, you know, pressure on myself and God was just saying listen that's not your weight to carry you know Matthew 6:33 says seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things shall be added unto you and 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 the scriptures before he was talking about food and clothes he said all this stuff all the things that the world seeks after if you'll just seek me I'll I'll make sure you have it and the things that you you don't need I'll make sure you don't get those but seek you know, me first. And, and that's what we're really seeing here in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. He said, just learn of me. You know, Jesus said, let me teach you. You know, we have this, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Um, that's an advantage that, that Christians are really, that, I'm sorry, that's, that's an advantage people before Jesus didn't have. And now, and, and people that aren't Christians don't have this advantage. We have the God of the universe, the one who spoke the world into existence. Uh, 
you know, the one who knows, you know, um, who put the earth on its axis, how knows how it knows how knows the number of hairs on your head. Um, that that God lives on the inside of us in the form of the Holy Spirit, you know. And and when Jesus says, "Learn of me," you know, He's really saying, "Listen to the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. Learn of me. Let me teach you how to live this life where you're not buried under this weight or this stress." Of, of, of what the world's bringing. You know, I think about suicide rates and, and how they've jumped uh, today. You know, not just among secular individuals, you know, say, you know, like a Robin Williams or something, but I look at suicide rates among, among Christians and among, among, young, among um, male Christians uh, committing suicide. And I, and I look at that and I, I can see why. I mean, there, there are times where you know, you lay down in bed at night and you're like, okay, am I, am I the husband I'm, I'm supposed to be? Am I the dad I'm supposed to be? And, you know, if we let the enemy start talking to us, you know, he'll start saying things like, you know, you, you never were the dad you're supposed to be. You're, you're not the husband you're supposed to be. You know, you've, you've done this in your past or you've looked at that in your past or, you know, you've you said this to your kids and, you know, they don't love you anymore or their love is only dependent on how you act and you know, we let the enemy talk to us, and, and Jesus says, learn of me. Listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside. Learn of me. You know, I asked God, uh, um, one time I was driving, I said, God, what do, you, what do you want me to tell people? Like, what do you want me to tell people? Of, you know, I, I, you know, you give me all this great stuff that we put on the website or on our Instagram or, you know, and podcasts. I said, but what, what do you actually, like, what's the thing you want me to tell people? And it was clear as day. He said to me, he said, tell them I love them and tell them I'm coming back soon. And I said, okay, wait, wait, can you say that again? He said, tell them I love them and tell them I'm coming back soon. And so I started thinking about that and I really started to approach our ministry and and what we put out from that angle. Tell them that I love them. You know, Jesus loves you. And, and I know we sing that, that song back in Sunday school, Jesus loves you, this I know for the Bible tells me so, but it's so true that, that for God so loved the world that he gave, he loves the world, he loves you, he loves me, he loves people that don't know him, he loves terrorists, he loves serial killers, he loves politicians, you know, Jesus loves everyone. For God so loved the world, he, he encompassed everybody in that. That he gave his only begotten son. And, and that, to me, would be something where it would be a weight that I would carry of giving my, my own child for someone else. But Jesus said, no. He said in, in, in verse 30, he said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it's like, okay, so you know how to give yourself, but you also know how to do it in a way where you don't stress yourself out or you're not anxious or you're not, you know, having to push some pills to get through the day or to have some kind of drink at the end of the day. Come learn of me. And I love, too, that in this scripture, you know, I was writing my blog post and and, and, and God showed me this visual image. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. <clears throat> if you don't know what a yoke is, I'm from Kentucky. We have a lot of farm country around there and a yoke is this uh, wooden, um, 
uh, farm, I don't even know what the word is, but you, you put it on an animal and you put it on two animals and they, and they pull, they use the yoke is what it connects the animal to the plow. And so when they're plowing the field, the yokes between the animals are pulling the plow. And, and what, what God showed me, he said, you know, have you ever seen an animal take off its own, you know, yoke or saddle? So in my mind, I, I, visualized, I visualized a horse trying to take its saddle off, you know, uh, reaching its, its, its teeth around, trying to get the saddle off. And, and it seemed very silly in my mind. I was almost picturing our dog doing it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's this image of, 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 of a person or an animal trying to take off something that, that, that they put on or was actually put on by somebody else, but they're, they're trying to take it off. And Jesus said, you know, come to me, all you are who are burdened and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. And then God said, the farmer is the one that takes off the saddle. The farmer is the one that takes off the yoke. And so I saw that and I thought, that's right. That, that's it. You know, we, we talk about this verse where we said, come to me, all you are labor and heavy laden. And we think, okay, we got to come to God and we got to give him our yoke. We got to give him. And he says, no, no, no. Come to me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The only one given anything in that verse is God giving us rest. We just come to him. He said, come to me and I will give. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And and it's this visual image of the animal just leaning its head down and bowing before the farmer. And as the farmer puts his yoke upon the animal, now the animal realizes that this is, a, this is the farmer who loves me, who, who has cared for me. And this is a yoke that is easy and, and a burden that's light. And, and, you know, my encouragement today, and I know this is very not typical of our podcast, but my, my, my prayer for you listening today is, is just take that. You know, take the yoke, take the burden of God. You know, life is so short. I mean, this I'm recording this on... January 31st, it's 9 o'clock at night, um, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash um, just last weekend. I mean, you know, the news has been filled with that. I'm a huge basketball fan. I grew up watching, uh, I'm a Kentucky fan, watching Kentucky Wildcats and then, you know, the NBA, and and, and I just love basketball. And, and, you know, to have someone so legendary die in the fashion that he did. I mean, everybody dies. Let's let's be honest. I mean, some of the greatest basketball players, athletes, politicians, presidents, whoever, they all die. But to have it in so suddenly, you know, just reminds us how fragile life is and how quick, you know, it can end. And so, you know, you look at that, and I, and I watch the news coverage, and I watch some of the specials, and I think in my in my head, I'm like, why am I carrying the weight of stuff that's not going to matter when I enter into eternity? Like my 401k balance is not going to matter when I stand before God in eternity. Now, I'm not telling you not to save money. I'm not telling you not to be a good steward because Jesus talked about that a lot. But what I am telling you is, you know, there's a lot of things that we we concern ourselves with, like what? Okay, are my kids going to get into the right school? Um, you know, am I am I going to move up in my career? Or you know, am I driving the right car? Living in the right neighborhood? You know, am I do I have the right friends? You know, we concern ourselves with all this stuff, where you know, a hundred years from now, 
it doesn't matter. You know, when you stand before God, the only thing He's going to ask you is, did you do what I called you to do? Did you love people like I, like I called you to love? Did you serve people like I called you to serve? You know, there's this picture in the Bible where Jesus is talking about, He's talking about the kingdom of God, and, and he's, it's, the, it's the image of when He's separating the sheep from the goats, and He's talking to the people, and this is uh, a visual image of right before we all enter into kind of the eternity of eternities. And he says, you know, when when I was in the hospital, you came and visited me. When I was in jail, you came and visited me. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. And the people say, when did we do this? You know, when did we give you a drink? When did we give you food? When did we clothe you when you were naked? And, and Jesus says back to them, he says, you know, wh- who you did to the least of these, you did to me. And so that's really my prayer is just that we'll quit focusing so much on the, the the artificial stuff that really doesn't matter, the Instagram likes, you know, the Facebook post, uh, the Twitter verse, the TikTok, the Snapchat. We'll quit worrying about all that garbage and just focus on God and take His yoke and His burden. Because, you know, John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if there's something in that's stealing your life, that's killing your life, that's destroying your life... That's not God, that's the enemy. Because Jesus said, I came that you may have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. So, it, you know, we got to focus more on that. We got to focus more on that in abundance to the full till it overflows. Because if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's not God. It's not, it's not, it's not Jesus. But that's because that, that's not the life he came to give us. He, di- he didn't come to give us a life where we have sleepless nights. Or we wake up in the middle of the night worried in a cold sweat about our kids, about our job, about our school, about whatever. That, that's not the life that Jesus came to give. He said, I came to you have life in abundance and to the full until it overflows. Now, that doesn't mean we're all going to be billionaires. I think we, we miss the point if we just put money in that verse. Because, because it's a spiritual concept and a physical concept. He's saying, I want you to have life from the inside out. I want your spirit. Third John um, verse 2 says, um, oh, well, just let me go there real quick because I want to say it right because I really love this verse. And then I'm going to end this for you guys because I've already gone 22 minutes. Twenty, I've gone 15 minutes longer than I planned on. Uh, but Third John 2 says, Beloved, Jesus saying, I love you, beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. And he says, your soul has got to prosper first, and then there's all that other stuff gonna, is going to take care of itself. And so, you know, my prayer, again, for you guys today is, is just to, to start. My Valerie and I have started saying, that's not my weight to carry. You know, when we talk about something, maybe it's our family, or we talk about work, or we talk about friends, or we're looking at situations, we'll say, you know what, that's just not my weight to carry. That's, that's not my weight to carry. Um, for me, it's again, it goes it goes back to money because that's I'm a I'm a financial planner as a career from a nine to five, and so um, you know I focus on money a lot at my work, so I, I see it a lot at home, and and I've just got to the point where I said, okay, God, it's not my weight to carry. It's not my weight to carry my mortgage. It's not my weight to carry the insurance cost. Um, <laughs> I busted a sprinkler head out back. I was trying to dig a basin drain, and I busted a sprinkler with my shovel. And I got mad, not because I busted the sprinkler head, but I got mad because I busted it to the point where I couldn't fix it. Like I was going to have to call somebody 
to come fix this. I was going to have to pay somebody to fix this because it was out of my pay grade. Like, I couldn't do it. And the Holy Spirit really spoke up to me and said, Drew, before you broke it, I already provided the money. And, And that really just said, okay, God, this is not my weight to carry. It is not my weight to carry. And, and I'll leave you with this. I was sitting on the back porch a couple years ago. And again, I was really focusing on, you know, just provisions for my life and provision for my family. This is when Valerie and I, we had our first daughter. And, you know, it, the responsibility of having a family was really starting to, to kind of start weighing on me. Because now I wasn't just taking care of my wife and I. My wife was working. I was working. You know, we were newly married, and that's easy, right? You know, you can go out to eat. You're not you're not worried about anybody else. But you bring a baby into the world, and you know, now you got to keep that thing alive. Um, and it's not like a dog either. You can't. We had a dog. We could put him in a crate and just walk away. Uh, baby's with you for 18 years, and nowadays millennials are still living in the basement. So, um. You know, I remember sitting on the back porch and we have this bird feeder and I had put bird seed in it and it was a brand new bird feeder and we had just set it up and I put bird seed in it and like no birds came for for like two weeks. And so I'm sitting on the back porch and I'm looking at this bird feeder and a bird flies over and a bird starts to eat the seed (laughs) that's in the bird's. The bird feeder. It's like the first bird that I remember seeing because the bird feeder was still full to the brim. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me on the inside and he said, Drew, I prepared that seed for that bird two weeks ago. He said, before that bird ever even landed on that bird feeder, I prepared that seed for that bird. And that's the same thing that I'm telling you today, that God has already prepared seed for you long before you ever need it. Not just money, but He's prepared love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. He has already provided the relationships you need long before you get to Him. He's already provided the spouse, the man, the woman that you're going to marry. He's already provided the school that you're going to go to. He's already provided the career and the job that you're going to go into. He's already provided the friends you're going you're gonna to meet long before you ever get to Him. So your job today... When you start to worry about something that is way out of your control, that's way above your pay grade, you just need to say, that is not my weight to carry. And I will not carry anything that is not easy, that is not light, that is not a a yoke that is straight from God. That's all I got for today. God bless, guys.